Hello and welcome back to How About That Crypto. You're watching your daily crypto news and updates with your host, Bitcoin Stylist on Twitter and Bitcoin Hairstylist on Instagram. I'm here Monday through Friday and I explain crypto and Web3 while keeping you up to date on all the latest. Today's news stories are all about crypto and Web3 use cases. A new platform enables fans to invest in music and both the musicians and fans get paid royalties. And the metaverse is adopting is adapting to make us feel more connected. What does all this mean? Not to worry, I'll explain it all. But first, if you like or don't like the content, please let me know by leaving a comment below. If you're listening on podcast, please give me a rating. Five stars is preferable and follow me. If you're watching on YouTube, please smash the subscribe button, ring the bell. It helps support the channel and it doesn't cost you anything. Just to be clear and litigious, this is not financial advice. This is for entertainment purposes only. You can use links below to do your own research. Okay, so I... So today I have some use cases for crypto and Web3. We will start with music. Many of us have our favorite musicians and want to continue to hear them perform. So check this out. I'm going to just share something with you real quick. All right. Author Devin Delfino writes for Business Insider, how musicians really make their money, and it has nothing to do with how many times people listen to their songs. Now, this article is up to date as per my own knowledge and the publication date of end of 2018. So let me read you something of the, from this real quick. The majority of an artist's revenue comes from touring, selling merchandise, licensing their music for things like television, movies, or video games, and partnerships or side businesses. Streaming is often thought of as a future of music and can provide artists with a nice source of income, but it isn't nearly as lucrative as other revenue streams. So right now, I think there's some hope that streaming will eventually help uh, give money, more money to musicians, but right now, it's just not. All right. So... Um, well, if you didn't know, now you know. So go to concerts if you appreciate your favorite musician. That's the best way you could support them, like for real. Go to the concerts. Until now. So check this out here. All right. Jennifer Schoenberger reports for Yahoo Finance. Artists and music fans can earn crypto from streaming. I'm just going to read you a little bit from here. Brazilian music producer Lucas Mayer was trying to sell his music as NFTs when he became frustrated with trying to get an artist to make art for the audio of the NFT or non-fungible token. I'm just going to stop right there for a second. This non-fungible token situation, basically... If you don't know what non-fungible token is and you haven't watched, been watching uh, the show or listening, not think of a non-fungible token as a receipt or verification of authenticity and ownership. An NFT is not a JPEG. An NFT is a crypto token that is unique. There's only one of them ever made, and that's what non-fungible means. It cannot be replaced or exchanged with any other one. But non-fungible tokens specifically are used for receipts of ownership and authenticity. So what this, what this is saying is that this guy was trying to get an artist to make art for the audio of the NFT. So he's trying to make a music video, something that has audio and video connected to it so that he could sell it as NFT. So instead of just selling the your the right to listen 
to a song, you can also view the video of whatever they have. And I'll show you some examples and accept, but think MTV, like a music video. All right. Or for those of you who don't know MTV, you can go to YouTube and type in a song and it'll play in a video format. Well, this guy, this Lucas Mayer guy has made a platform where people can put those videos on to turn them in into NFTs and sell them. So check this out. He was also trying to divvy up the crypto royalties from the sale. So some sales have like record companies, like if if you stream from Spotify, then Spotify has to pay the uh, the all the parties involved. And it's different for every song. So some songs will just be the artist. Some songs will be like the artist and the label. Uh, some artists will be some songs will be the artist, like the singer and the songwriter and the label. So he's trying to like create NFTs turn music and video create music videos basically and set it up so all the nfts are sorry all the royalties could be said at, paid at the sale that's when he decided there needed to be a marketplace that made all of these seamless while while allowing artists and fans to get their appropriate share of royalties in crypto he says i wanted to create an nft marketplace only for musicians and music marketing Mayor told Yahoo Finance in an interview. So we started as a marketplace and now we're helping artists and fans receive money in crypto instead of through PayPal. Mayor, who is behind the global music production house, The House, for commercials for Ford, Doritos, Kia, and more, created an NFT music platform, Phonogram.me. It's an NFT marketplace made for musicians to sell their music, royalties, tickets for events, backstage passes, artworks, and more. So I think that's pretty cool. And um, the and more is correct. The platform allows musicians to post their NFT, NFT music. Fans can invest and receive a percentage of profits from streaming like Spotify. This is crazy to me. Okay, so check this out. I want to go through and uh, click a couple of these things. So this is what the platform looks like. If you're listening on Spotify, just click on the phonogram.me link. But you can see it's like all these different videos. So here, let's click on this one. And I'm going to play one for you. All right. So if you were watching, you can see it's a music video. If you're listening, it's uh, what looks to be a female, a person dressed in a skirt. Uh, the head is looks like maybe a palm tree. So and they're walking to the street while listening to this music. And um, so here I'll show you another one. Let's see. Let's see if we got another one. Let's see what this one is. No love for you. All right, let's see what this one is. Okay, here's another one. 
So this looks like Robin Hood sitting in the woods making light out of there is hand and putting it into I don't know into a lantern so anyway you can um you can see at the bottom here sold for 10 ph that's for phonogram coin it's equivalent to 0.7 ethereum or 1900 dollars. so someone paid 1900 dollars to own this and it says let's see if we can get it in english um yeah, it doesn't even say. It says that there's one of 100. And it doesn't say how much you get, what percentage of the sales you get. So I'm sure that's somewhere in here. But basically, um, just to like kind of keep moving forward with the story in the news, um, I think this is pretty cool. Um, I'm not sure how the back end works. As far as I know, the company... This company, Phonogram, handles the payments from Spotify. I'm curious how that works. Because like if each NFT is set up with royalties, someone's buying the NFT, but no one's really buying the NFT, are they? Like if if Spotify is playing, and unless Spotify is buying the NFT every time it's played, I don't think that's how it works. So there's got to be some sort of back end that every time a royalty is paid from streaming on Spotify, it goes into the ecosystem and pays through the smart contract that's that that manages all of these royalties sounds pretty complex i'm very curious how it works i looked around and could not find details on this probably because this is their advantage over their competitors so maybe they don't want to show it also they describe themselves as a stock market for music anyway i think this is super cool will florence and the machine let fans invest in the next song i bet you they get a lot of plays might be some good returns Anyway, have any of you ever used this platform? If so, let me know. I really want to hear from you. What do you think about this? Do you think this is a cool idea that you'd be able to invest in a song and get royalties every time it's played on Spotify? I'm not really sure how this whole thing works, but it sounds cool. It sounds like someone is really trying to make, you know, benefit musicians and fans at the same time while while building it in the web3 space so that's all very excited please leave your thoughts and comments if you have any questions i'll take those and you can leave those with me okay moving on i'm more than happy to do more research on this stuff so please leave your questions below if you have any okay moving on last article of the day uh Author Scott Stein reports for CNET, the metaverse is trying to figure out your comfort zone. Co commentary connecting to others in the metaverse is already happening, but it needs to feel more natural too. This author discusses his experience in virtual worlds as having changed to be more welcoming and connected. Recent updates are explained in this excerpt. Microsoft Virtual Worlds app, sorry, Microsoft's virtual worlds app to stimulate eye contact without eye tracking, we learn to move our heads to trigger this eye movement and more intentionally create a sense of presence. Worth also reminded me that I spoke with my hand, I spoke, my hand stayed so still. Moving my hands more and animating my avatar more, more expressive. I had to learn to perform in a sense to better express myself as a human. 
These updates are important if the bet being made by large tech companies pans out and we all spend money, hang out, and live our digital lives in the metaverse. However, the question is raised here, are these virtual spaces often with cartoon avatars an extension of real society or are they their own unique spaces? It seems that the metaverse is likely the early days of the internet. No controls or ways to deal with harassment or no ways to protect children. I would imagine, however, that all that it is all recorded and can be used against us. If you're in the metaverse, you're probably being recorded. Those actions are probably being recorded. Imagine living in a world where every single breath you take was recorded and logged. That said, this author goes on to explain that interacting in the metaverse feels way more real and connected than emails and text messages and social media posts. To help with this realism, there are classes you can take to make your avatar more expressive. It seems that because your face and your body do not express enough emotion, we need to be more animated in the metaverse. This author discusses having a very real experience in these classes in which others knew how to communicate properly. This is so interesting to me. I think that, you know, I'm not really sold or convinced on this whole metaverse situation, and I'm not really sure where this goes. But it's very fascinating because it's like the Aladdin song. It's a whole new world. It's a whole new world, a new fantastic point of view. No one to tell us no or where to go. It's a whole new world for me and you. And it feels like a whole new world, doesn't it? Well, I'm curious to know what you all think about this. Do you think that this is absolutely ridiculous that people are learning how to behave in a new world? Is this crazy? Is this just some 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 trend or some fad or is this going to be is this going to become like is this going to become a thing? Um, I don't know, but let's keep moving on. I, this new world requires tons of hardware like hand controls and a headset. Also, some sort of gaming console. This does not sound very inclusive to me, but it does sound interesting and quite a ways off to be applied in a big way. What do you think? Do you think that this is here to stay? Uh, do you think that this is coming quickly? Or do you think that we're in the super early days, like the beginning of social media days very early on? Or maybe early days of internet, a little slower adoption. Here, check this excerpt out. The most difficult things to do programmatically are the things that make us most human, Worth said. Feeling that we don't have a well-developed body language for VR yet. Worth thinks that will come. With practice and conscious conscious work, it's all still weird prosthetics now. Game controls in my hand and a big headset on my face. Eye tracking and hot hand tracking suggest more natural, subtle body language to come. But will people feel comfortable trusting headsets to track us with so many cameras and sensors? I found my learning myself learning to trust and listen and be aware of my own movements, much like trust games and improv, which involve a lot of listening and group focus. The trust and connection connecting with others can follow too. In one exercise, I learned to virtually walk at my own normal walking speed, small movements of the controller. The exercise is experimental, but it reminds me to be more aware. I'm actually in a virtual world. I'm always tempted to hop away and treat it like a video game. But the more I learn to really feel like I'm there, the more I treat it with respect. They're baby steps towards something resembling connection to community. And if that end goal remains far away, dude, this guy is truly an early adopter. I mean, I guess it's kind of a sick job to test out tech and write about it. Hashtag super jelly. Like, I, I mean, 
I don't know that many people are going to take this much time just to learn how to walk in a game. <sighs> Maybe if uh, the pandemic turned out to be like super deadly to the point where it was killing 50% of the population and everyone was stuck inside, this would get along probably a lot quicker, but I don't know. I think uh, I have a lot. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> what do you think about this? This is this is super intense, but I felt like it was a pretty good story to talk about uh, because it kind of puts some context and some thought into what is going on with this metaverse stuff. Okay, moving to- on towards the end, this commentary goes on to discuss communities. The focus here is to figure out what appropriate behavior looks like. The author gets some comments from a developer who made Burning Man in VR, which is super interesting because I thought Burning Man was like anti-tech or something for some reason. Anyway, I'm not a burner, so I think it sounds kind of cool. I, according to the creators of Burning Man in VR, getting people onto a platform in the metaverse leans heavily on being able to communicate participation and what are the community norms. And these should be up to the community to make everyone feel included. I like how these people are thinking. I really do appreciate as the article goes on, they discuss the fact that companies in the metaverse have to do a better job than the social media companies that exist now in terms of trolling and harassment. For now, companies have used personal space bubbles to establish norms like stay away. You cannot enter my space. I kind of wish I had one of those in the real world. Moral of this whole thing is that the author likes the metaverse for use in intimate settings with friends, business meetings with associates and colleagues, taking classes in very tight controlled environments, maybe even games as well. There seems to be a strong concern about an open world concept. I'm not sure I understand the fear. Do you understand the fear of an open world concept? Are bad things going to happen in the metaverse? Maybe the worst thing I can think of happening is it creates a worldwide, a global stage for groups to get together and meet and protest and make decisions about real world actions on a global scale. So it might make coordinating attacks easier across the world. I think that that's a realistic issue. Um, So, but I can't think of anything else like that. I mean, it's a big issue. I'm not downplaying it, but do you think of anything else? Please leave a comment below. I think that a real fear is that my investment won't pay out on this whole thing if it's not done right. So what else can fail? That's what we need to pay attention to. Not people, I'm not worried about the fear that people are being harassed any more than on social media now. Maybe people can block other people so they cannot see them, interact with them, or be interacted with that blocked person, kind of like that Black Mirror episode where the sexual predator had his face wiped out, whited out, and and everyone else's face was white out, so he couldn't see anybody and no one could see him. Talk about a lonely world. What do you think about this? I would love to hear from you. Uh, please leave a comment below. If you're listening on pi- if you're listening on podcast, please give me five stars and rate me. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button, ring the bell. It helps support the channel. It doesn't cost you anything. I really would like to hear from you. I look forward to talking to you later. Have a good day and hodl on.